holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Arscast 50. Uh, it's just a fairly normal Arscast, really. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Arse Blog Arsecast on arseblog.com in association, as always, with oleole.com, the football community website. Today, Friday, my friends, this is rather a landmark Arsecast. It's Arsecast number 50, so it's our 50th anniversary. Not like 50 years, obviously, although it does feel like 50 years, but it wasn't. It was less than a year ago. The 27th of October last year was the very first Arsecast. And since then, things have gotten, you know, progressively worse. You start on a high and you just get worse and worse as you go along. So this is a specially 50th anniversary themed uh, kind of uh, uh, cast. Uh, on the way, the man in the bar has got uh, player history. Talkshide Radio is here. Uh, we've got some other bits and pieces as well uh, to talk to us about the Liverpool game uh, on Sunday. The Mug Smasher is here. Uh, and we've got some other bits and pieces as well. And you know what those bits and pieces are because uh, you've been listening for the last uh, year, haven't you? Non-stop. Yep. It's been a, a good year, though. We've had some good guests on the show. Uh, the exclusive interview with the chairman, Peter Hillwood. We've had Perry Groves on a couple of times. Peter Marinello has been on. We've had uh, pop stars. Wang Chung has been on. Uh, we've had Amy from The Observer on. We've had countless Arsenal bloggers uh, who've been here to give us uh, to give us their two cents on what's been going on, good and bad. Mostly last season it was bad. This season it's all been good. Um, and I'd like to thank, uh, before I start, all of you uh, who take the time every week uh, to download it and spend time actually listening to it, uh, whether you're traveling to work or in your kitchen or whatever. Thank you very much for doing it every week. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, all the feedback makes it all very very worthwhile. Uh, not to mention all the millions of pounds I get every week for doing... Do, oh, fuck. <sighs> I couldn't keep that one up. I couldn't keep that one up. Uh, I, I also have to mention, go back to the guests and the people that I spoke about who, who've appeared on the Arscast since day one uh, and thank them because they have uh, all very generously uh, and very freely donated their time uh, to appear on the Arscast. So uh, thanks to uh, all of you um, and hopefully we'll speak to some of you again soon. Now, there is no beer of the week this week. I wasn't feeling in a very beer mood. Uh, so there's a, a bourbon of the week. It's uh, Maker's Mark. And, um, you know, it's cool. It comes in this nice bottle with a with a wax seal. Mmm. Mmm. Bernie. I like it, though. So that's what's in the Jemison's glass that I stole from a bar the other night. 
Well, you know, when you get a nice glass in a bar, sometimes it's it's just nice, isn't it, to, um, you know, steal it. Because you're paying enough for the drink. Let's face it. Go into a, an off-license, you get a bottle of beer for a euro. And if you go into a bar, you have to pay five euros for it. And I know they have to pay staff and cleaners and all that sort of stuff, but I still feel like, you know, if I get a nice glass, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it. As simple as that. So if you own a bar... Just make sure you don't have nice glasses when I come in. Or if you do have nice glasses, uh, just make sure you don't mind me stealing them. I think that's fair enough. What's been happening uh, in in the world of Arsenal since the last Arscast? Well, uh, Bolton we played last Saturday, and that was quite good. Without Sammy Lee uh, wanting his team to actually play football and pass the ball to each other and move into space and, you know, that whole keeping possession thing, uh, Bolton reverted to their old... Uh, type which was sort of lump it long get physical and and kick things around uh, things being our players but sure not to worry not to worry uh, under Sam Allardyce they had a reasonable record against us although I was looking at it, it wasn't that good it's just they seem to win kind of important games against us the bastards but uh, never mind 2-0 uh, Colo Toure finally got one of those free kicks in it didn't fly in the top corner like we would have hoped but it sort of dribbled along the ground uh, doesn't matter though they all went in and of course uh, the second goal uh, from Thomas Rosicki, uh, set up by Theo Walcott, who's had himself quite a week. We should have got Theo on. That's what we should have done. Oh, well, not to worry. Uh, midweek, of course, was uh, rather, rather fun stuff altogether against Slavia Prague. 7-0. Um, we, could have, we could have gone better, I think. Uh, we beat Standard Liège 7-0 uh, a few years back in the Cup Winners' Cup, I think. And uh, I remember, was it Cup Winners' Cup or the UEFA Cup? I can't remember. Either way, I remember Eddie McGoldrick, of all people, scoring a marvellous goal. It was brilliant. Seaman threw it out. I think it was to Merson, and Merson played McGoldrick in down the right-hand side. McGoldrick cut inside and fucking hammered one into the top corner. I suppose every footballer has a moment in their career where they do something that's that's fantastic. No matter how limited they are, no matter how, how much of a fucking shitbag cunt they are, they all have this moment, this time, where they do something. That was Eddie McGoldrick's time. That was one of the best Arsenal goals that I can ever remember. And one of those that's sort of impossible to find again. I know it's on the 501 Goals DVD. Uh, it's sort of stuck in the middle of one of the sections. Um, it's worth checking out. And if someone can dig it up and put it on YouTube without YouTube coming and arresting you or something like that, uh, feel free to do so. So 7-0 and the sixth goal uh, was just uh, fantastic. Out of this world, really great football. Uh, fantastic from uh, Alex Slab, who's having a really, really good season. Uh, took the ball from the corner, drove into their half. I think Adi Bayor's role in the goal is being underplayed. It was a great dummy. Uh, he passed it to Walcott, who clipped it into the path of Cesc, who'd run the whole way down the pitch, and his finish was just fantastic. That is just beautiful football to watch. It puts us top of our Champions League group, nine points, three wins out of three. Uh, 16 goals scored in Europe this season, and everything is going uh, fantastically well at this moment in time. What else happened? Well, I wrote this strange article. Uh, I have to admit it was a little bit strange during the week on the columns section, uh, where William Gallas made a comment about how he might teach the lads, you know, what would happen if they got to the uh, the Champions League semi-final, as if Arsenal hadn't been there. So I wrote this uh, sort of really, really, I have to say, tongue-in-cheek article about Gallas. And uh, what I said in it was, uh, you know, there was this sort of strange dialogue between uh, Gallas and, and Sesk, where Gallas says, hey, Sesk, pass me the ball. I'm in a very good position here. And Sesk says, I would, William, but you're a Champions League semi-final loser, whereas I am a Champions League final loser. And then I went on to say about Gallas, you know, what if he, you know, he was so forgetful that he forgot who he was? 
And then what if he forgot to mark his man? And that would be a goal. And if he forgot who he was and went to hospital and then found out just hours before a match and then he was on his way and then he forgot how to drive and then he drove over a load of orphans on their way out from prison. And for some reason, a lot of people took this really, really seriously. They thought I was fucking taking the piss out of Gallus. Now, I'll hold my hands up and say I have absolutely taken the piss out of Gallus in the past. And, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, 100% behind uh, his appointment as captain. But I said at the start of the season that uh, everybody starts from a clean slate. And that's been absolutely true. I haven't fucking said a word about anyone. So maybe that went a little bit against me. But you would think people had, you know, just a little bit of cop on. To know that when I talk about uh, William Gallus driving along the road, then forgetting how to drive and running over a dozen orphans on their day out from prison, you would just think, maybe. So those of you that didn't get it, I am tutting at you. I'm tutting at you. Jens Lehmann has also been in the news with his comments, and he's bang out of order, I think, Jens, uh, talking about... Um, the manager, he says, uh, one day I'll feel like talking about the whole thing, but at the moment it's all just part of the humiliation. Uh, I think this is aimed at my dear manager, which I didn't like. One shouldn't humiliate players for too long. Um, and then going on about all this stuff about world-class goalkeepers and, you know, suggesting that basically Almunia and Fabianski are a bit shit uh, compared to him. So he's obviously decided to go out with a bang, uh, and that bang isn't in any way related to performances on the pitch. Um, we've always known that he's been capable of these kind of antics. Remember, he was sent off once in Germany for assaulting his own player. I think he tried to strangle him. So, you know, a player that can do that is capable of more or less anything. And at 37 or 38 years of age, whatever it is now, he sees Euro 2008 coming up. He's just really, really established himself in the uh, in the German team as the number one goalkeeper after the World Cup, etc., etc. You know, this guy, Hildebrand at Valencia, is pushing hard. He finds himself out of the Arsenal team. It's going to be difficult for him to play in Euro 2008. So he's lost his mind. Poor Jens has lost his mind, we have to say. Uh, and it's not nice, and um, I, I think he'll be moving on in January, and, and rightly so. So that's really what's all been happening, hasn't it? Hasn't been much else. Uh, we're back uh, in a second with the, uh, with the Mug Smasher. How are you? My name's Johnny Lehman, and I'm fucking pissed off, so I am. I'll tell you why, right? I work for Dublin Corporation. Number one fucking sweep around O'Connor Street, so I am. Nobody can come fucking near me. Can't lay a fucking finger on me. Style, fucking substance, productivity. Nobody comes fucking near me. Apart from our dear old boss now thinks this fucking Spaniard he's brought in is the fucking bee's knees all of a sudden. Not my fucking problem, you might say. It is my problem. He's fucking shifted me down to fucking Cahill Brewer Street. Nobody wants to fucking sweep around there, let me tell you. How did I find out? Fucking sweeping down a big fucking load of leaves into a pile like I do. Fucking pyramid shape. No one else can do fucking pyramid shape. Can't even fucking get near me. And the fucking boss says, Here, Johnny, you're working down Cahill Brewer Street today. It's fucking Manuel's job on O'Connor Street. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, you fucking clown, you? I've got O'Connor Street, it's my fucking patch and no one else is doing it. He says, look, you're going to have to be patient, you'll get your fucking turn again, right? Nah, load of me old fucking hoop, that is. 
Nobody can fucking get near me. This fucking cunt comes in from fucking Spain like he's part of fucking Ireland or something. Thinks he's fucking brilliant. He's not. He's a fucking muppet. That's what he is. And if he comes near me, I'll fucking break his bollocks. And after I break his bollocks, I'll make fucking paella out of him. And then I'll fucking get back. I won't be fucking going quietly. You fucking see me down fucking O'Connor Street sooner or later. I'm fucking telling you. Okay, joining me now on the Arscast, ahead of uh, Sunday's big game against uh, Liverpool, it's the Mug Smasher. Hello. Greetings, Arse Bandits. <laughs> um, that put me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy, isn't it? It is that easy. Okay, well, we'll talk about this big game, because um, last year Arsenal went to Anfield, and um, the only the only positive moment from that whole game was when William Gallas scored with his penis, which has provided me with comedy moments on the Arse cast for, uh, for the last, uh, I don't know, a few months. Anyway, uh, it was 4-0, and it was uh, uh, one of the high points, I suppose, of Liverpool's season, and one of the low points of Arsenal's season. Are you expecting it to be so high-pointy, low-pointy? Um, if it's going to turn out that way, it'll be the other way around, but I suspect it's going to be a horrible little game. Horrible, horrible game. Do you think so? Because, I mean, uh, why? Do, do you think because of the reaction that Liverpool are going to, um, you know, what happened on, on Wednesday night when you lost in the Champions League, do you think he's going to, the performance or the tactics are going to be based on more not losing for Liverpool than, than trying to win? Um, uh, yeah. Well, aren't they always? <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing tired of the leader. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit. Um, no, his, but, his yeah. Mingy beard. Yeah. We do contain a lot, you know, and at home we, we don't give much away, so I, I don't think it's going to be a sparkling game. Um, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> Although last year I was confident uh, um, before one of the cup games and you killed us, so maybe maybe the fear is good. Yeah, well, we, we don't, I mean, the, the good thing, I suppose, for you this year is that we don't have a Baptiste and Ali Adier, <laughs> which, you know, obviously struck fear into the heart of most Liverpool fans. Uh, they've moved on to bigger and better things. They certainly have. Uh, let, let's let's touch a little bit on your frustration with uh, with with Rafa Benitez because uh, leaving aside rotation and all that sort of stuff, it's more to do with the the style of football. Are yeah. you a little bit envious watching Arsenal the way they play football? And oh, God. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, well, I, I suppose everybody uh, wants their team to play that kind of football. It's funny, yeah. Uh, Liverpool were the team that played the uh, the sexy football back in the day when Arsenal were uh, were grinding out one nils. But uh, that's the way it goes. Oh, no, I I I I, uh, I don't believe anyone uh, doubts the quality that Wenger has brought to the team, and 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 it's just admirable. But uh, fuck off, all the same. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah. No, we don't we, we don't play nice football. We did earlier in the season, you know. And although it was Derby and Sunderland, so it's hard to judge. But uh, we're capable of it. Yeah. But he, he's growing more and more conservative. Okay, what about the new signings uh, this summer? A lot of money was spent. Torres, obviously, has done well enough. Varanen, the guy who looks like Emmanuel Petit crossed with a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, Varanen's odd. I mean, he scored a load of goals pre-season and, and earlier in the season. I'm just not sure uh, uh, Benitez has, has him doing what he's best at. Which is killing people, obviously. Which is killing people in the six-yard box. I mean, he seems to be a bit of a poacher. Uh, and and uh, he hasn't done the, the quite job of, of tracking back and covering everyone and running around like a lunatic, and it doesn't seem to be very effective. Torres is quality. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that. He looks uh, he looks nice. 
He's very blonde. He's very blonde and, yeah. and quite svelte. What about um, uh, Ben Ayun, who came in as well? And who was the other guy that we spoke about? There was another one, another fairly money signing. Babel? Babel, yeah. How's he? Because Arsenal obviously were interested in Babel. And, we've and, only, uh, uh, yeah, we've only seen little bits of him. And it's hard to judge. He's only a kid, you know. I uh, thought when I, you know, when we were linked with him, I sort of had him pictured more blocky, if that makes any sense. He was sort of shorter, squatter, and fatter. I didn't. He's quite athletic looking. He is. Yeah, but he's strong. He, he looks very strong. Um, wide left is obviously not his best position, <laughs> judging by Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, I he needs time, and I, he's a striker, so give him time mm. up front, please. Do you think he could toss a caber further than Jeff Capes? I doubt it. Yeah, not that strong then. No, no. Um, ben Ayun, yeah, can he displace Pennant? Hopefully, Pennant, fuck off, please. Never, ever play for Liverpool again. I've had it with him, he's a spastic. Yeah? Yeah, moron. Yeah, we kind of, we yeah, kind of you, know that. You know that, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've lost all my patience with him. Benny Ewan's a bit hit and miss. He's done some good things. But he looked uh, he looked yeah, out of ideas on Wednesday night and completely ineffective. A little lightweight, perhaps. Maybe, yeah. Mm. He's done some good things, and he, and he will be useful, uh, and he'll be an impact player. The back... Uh, it seems to be where you're where you're struggling a little bit at the moment, um, and uh, uh, Sammy Hoopia. I can sympathise with Sammy because you get to a certain age and the pace that you never had goes. <laughs> um, Theo Walcott versus Sammy Hoopia. Mm. If it was just a race, of course you could say Theo Theo would win, but you know Sammy Sammy Hoopia's experience. Yeah, he's been around the block. Uh, he's a, he's a clever footballer as well. You know, he reads the game well, but. Uh there's only so well you can read a game. I mean, if Theo's one-on-one with him, he's going to have to take him down, and uh, that could cause problems. He's uh, he's uh, scoring some goals at the moment as well, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, in a rich vein of form. He certainly is, he said through gritted teeth. Mm. Mm. Theo fucking Walcott. Yeah, what's up with his hair? He looks a bit, yeah, action. it looks like it's painted on. Yeah, he's a bit action man. He is a bit action man. He looks good, though, in fairness. He um, does. He, he did very well in the Champions League for you. He certainly does. I wonder, does he have that little thing at the back of his head which makes his eyes move? Yeah. You never know. You never Hopefully know. Hopefully not. There's a lot of money to spend on someone who, who <laughs> operates their eyes with a mechanical thing. Hey, y'all. It's Matt Marr here, a.k.a. Maddie, And Poodle, a.k.a. Jake Anthony. And we host the podcast 90 Day Gays. We sure do. And Poodle, I'm excited because Christmas is here. Aren't you excited? With Best Christmas Ever on AMC Plus, every day feels like it's Christmas morning. Oh, wow. They got all my favorites. The year without a Santa Claus. You know, I've always felt a kinship to Heat Miser. He was just misunderstood. Plus, you get a stocking stuffed with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men, new series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond. And y'all, AMC Plus is available on all your devices. So celebrate the best Christmas ever anytime, anywhere. AMC Plus is the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Sign up today at amcplus.com. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. 
celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Only thing is, is that if, you know, for example, one of his arms was wrenched off, you could just get a, another action man and, and put his arm back on. Yeah, well, that's something. You know. Although that wouldn't explain his uh, absence last season through injury at all. So mm. we have to assume that Theo is is not action man. No. Um, are you glad Van Persie is out? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. He's, he's quality. Mm. That looked really nasty, it did, didn't what did, it? Did you do medial ligaments? Medial ligaments turns out in the end, yeah. yeah. I did that. That's quite sore. Yeah? Yeah. That's a bit ouchy. That's one of your many injuries. Yes. Yes. Did you do it like that? No, you didn't sort of squash your own leg? No. No. Uh, my leg bent the wrong way, though. Quite, ah. quite badly. And made loads of noises. <laughs> Bad noises. Noises from your actual leg, or it made noises come out of your mouth in, in the sense that you were screaming a lot? Oh, both, yeah. yeah. There was some knuckle-popping noises, <laughs> and then there was some howling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <was> a happy time. <laughs> and then you got back to fitness, after all the rehabilitation and the hard work, and you snapped your Achilles. Yeah, yeah. That made a nice noise as well. There was no screaming that time, though. No? No. Well, was that shock, or just... Yeah, lots of shock, and yeah. fo- passing out and things like that <laughs> tremendous I remember that happened when I cut the top off my thumb with a meat slicer working in the that spar shop that time oh yeah I was making a sandwich and cut the top you know cutting the, the ham and just went oh look <laughs> look there's a piece of my thumb in your sandwich <laughs> <laughs> spurt 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 I did pass out when they pulled the bandage off it a couple of uh, couple of days later yeah that was very sore this was before AIDS wasn't it it was that's okay <laughs> that's okay I d- he didn't eat the sandwich in the end. Oh, we, g- we gave it to a tramp outside. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's got some extra spicy pepperoni in there for you, trampy, we said. Lovely. Yeah, poor old guy. So, um, in conclusion, um, um, looking forward to Sunday? I am, yeah. I am, actually. I shouldn't be, but I am. I think it might be, uh, I-, I might be hiding a lot. But uh, I don't think we're going to lose. That's as far as I'll go. Okay. And Peter Crouch could play, couldn't he? Because he got a hat-trick last time. He could, yeah. Although the head's gone, apparently he's so uh, so pissed off at things that the head is a bit gone. Well, they were saying that last night when he when or when he was coming on to do uh, to be a substitute, that he was just kind of sitting there throwing his shin pads on. It took him ages to get on. Yeah, yeah, the head is gone. However, he came on. Maybe uh, he's just dizzy. He's up so high. He could be. He was effective though. I mean, he, he mm. got in there and and won a header, and then we score. So. Mm. Um, if you need to substitute anyone on Sunday, Rafa, do it in the, you know, 65th minute, not 85th. <laughs> yes, that's frustrating, man. It really is. But there you go. There you Fun go. Fun games. I love the leader. <laughs> well, tonight now, because we're recording this, obviously, uh, tonight, uh, the new Pro Evolution soccer game is out. So we, we'd better go get that yeah. now and have a game or two so I can record the the rest of the Arscast. Um We'll see you on Sunday for the game, sir. Absolutely. Best of luck. Uh, and, and, yeah. and um, yeah, shall we go? Yeah. Okay. Good luck, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks to the Mug Smasher for taking the time to look ahead to the Liverpool game. 
Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Liverpool will obviously want to react uh, to what happened to them in midweek, their disappointing game in Turkey. And Arsenal, of course, on a high after the uh, the 7-0 win. So uh, hopefully we'll go in with lots of confidence, but not too much confidence. And hopefully Liverpool uh, won't react as well as, as the mug smasher uh, might hope they react. We'll see what happens. Also, if you like the Mug Smasher talking there, uh, check out the podcast on oleole.com. It's called The Week in Football. It's basically me and the Mug Smasher talking about football. Uh, so if that's your bag, uh, head on down to oleole.com. I should also tell you uh, about oleole.com and your chance to win a trip to Tokyo. If you're a, an idle student, for example, or or you know one of the great unwashed, why don't you join up with Ole Ole and, and start a blog? You can enter the 2007 blogging competition. Uh, the winners, of which there are two winners, uh, will get a trip to Tokyo, Japan, uh, for the FIFA World Club Championship. Uh, the teams involved are AC Milan, Boca Juniors, Pachuca, and some, you know, like the Melbourne Drongos and, and I don't know, the, the Abu Dhabi Pirates or something. I don't know, but there'll be some other teams there as well. But you get uh, flights, accommodation, and press access to the tournament. Uh, so go along to oleole.com to get more details of that. All you have to do is start a blog and get people to vote for your blog. And as we know, as we know, anyone can start a blog. Uh, so uh, oleole.com, there's a big banner on there 2007 Tokyo Blogging Competition. Click on that, and uh, you'll get all the details that you need now. It's time to go to the bar. Hello, there you are again now. What? Seven nil in the week. Did you see that? Only massive and everything, wasn't it? That'll make for a more positive arse cast this week than maybe in some of the previous weeks. Well, not this season, but last season. Remember? You see, you don't think I'd be listening, but I'm listening. Some of them were fucking miserable, you cunt Anyway, 7-0 should make a happy big old game against them mug smashers, what? Ho-ho! Anyway, suppose I should buy you an old drink in celebration of the 50th hours cast. What? What do you have? Guinness. Two... Gu- six point... Right. Six points of Guinness there. Fucking cheeky cunt. Anyway, this week, seeing and all as it's a special episode, I'm going to do a very special player history. Who could it be, you ask? I can see you standing there looking. Who's he talking? This week we're talking about Ars Blogger. That's right, he didn't play for Arsenal, but he did play a bit of old football in his time. And this is the sort of history that maybe he doesn't want to hear. You see, because he started in his front garden, passing the ball around to no one, and then playing against his little brother, so he did. He'd go up one end and the other fella go down the other end and he... He'd say, right, you get a 49-0 head start to the little fella who was three years younger than him. Right? 49-0 again, and he'd beat him 50-49. Thought this made him the greatest footballer that ever lived. Which at that time it did. Anyway, then he went on to play some under-12s football, a commanding centre-half, so he was, in the mould of Beckenbauer or Adams or Bobby Moore. And frankly, it's been more or less downhill ever since, you see. Because those teenage years were not filled with dedicating their life to football. They were filled with beer and sort of chasing after girls, whether they wanted them to or not. Some might call it stalking, but that's just semantics, I suppose. Then there was a big long gap, you see, when he didn't play any football at all. Real life and work and going out and drinking a lot got in the way. But in his later years, he got back into the game. 
signing for a Spanish pub team. And that kind of suited him a bit because the pace of the game was slower over there. And that was good because pace never being his biggest asset in the first place had more than entirely gone by the time he started playing again. For example, if you were to have a race between Ars Blogger and a Sloth, and you hit the Sloth on the head with a mallet, and then injected it with morphine, and put the Sloth into a coma so it was on a life support machine, and then before the race you turned the life support machine off, the Sloth would still win. He puts the lack of pace down to his hamstrings, you see, which he says are tighter than a nun's gi in a starch factory. But he's probably just a lazy cunt who doesn't do any stretching or exercise beyond lifting his fucking right arm. And speaking of which, here's them six points. Get them down you, you big slow cunt of a fuck you. And here's to 50 more arsecasts. Are you off now? This bit isn't going out, is it? Right. Yeah, by the way, you owe me money still for 46, 47, 48, 49. You left me short for 45 too and all. Yeah, next week, next week, that's all I ever fucking hear from you. Ah, fucking words are easy. Just fucking have the money next week, right? God. That dastardly man in the bar. Not much of that was true, you know. Only the bit about my pace. That was certainly true, and, well, the rest of it. Apart from the stalking, that definitely wasn't true. That was, uh, he invented that. For sure, for sure. Now, knowing that it was going to be the 50th cast. I I sent an email to all my friends, not to all my friends, but to everybody, whoever appeared on the Arsecast, and I asked them, please phone up and, and leave a message to f- to say what the Arsecast meant to you. So people go, you know those tribute shows, and they go, I remember the first time I listened to the Arsecast, I thought, this is pretty shit, and I was right. That kind of thing. I was going to do a greatest hits highlights sort of thing, you know, those bits, you know, on a TV show where they go back and they go, where everyone's laughing and ha ha and yeah, I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any. But a few people uh, have have left some um, anniversary messages for the Arscast, uh, starting with the man from East Lower. All I was going to say uh, is uh, congratulations um, on your golden ass cast. Um, I would like to say that it's changed my life uh, in a million ways, but actually all it's really done is clogged up my hard drive by 750 megabytes, so thanks for that, and well done. Hi, this is Amy Lawrence. Congratulations on 50 Arsecasts, and anyone should be raising a glass with the man in the bar. Hello, this is Emmanuel Adibayor, wishing Arsecast all the very best after 50 Arsecast. I listen to every single one, and know them all up by heart. My favorite thing in the whole world is the Arsecast. Well, not my favorite, my favorite thing in the whole world is score goals. I play for the team, you know me, I play for the team, all the boys are like my brothers. But sometimes they don't play so well, sometimes they don't score, and it's difficult, you know. Sometimes you know the crowd, they want you to score, but you can't score, you get the ball, the ball doesn't go in. I don't know what happened, but sometimes you go in for 40 yards, sometimes you miss from six. This is the life of a footballer, but, you know, I know, at all times, the Arsecast is behind me. The Arsecast support me, the Arsecast is there behind me, giving me the big up props, they're saying, go on, Addy. Addy by yeah, man, you're the 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 man. So on this special occasion of 50 Arsecast, I'd like to play for Ars Blog, a special song from my home country.
Welcome to Talk Shite Radio, talking shite about sport 24 hours a day. You're with me here, also in the studio, Tony Adams. Hello. And David O'Leary. Yeah, as we say, hello. We're here to talk on this most heinous of anniversaries, the 50th ever Arscast, about Arseblog. What does this side think it is? It tries to make jokes. People know that football is no laughing matter. Tony Adams, you've been featured on this so-called Arscast. What do you make of it? Hello. I don't think it's very funny at all. I like poetry. And I don't think that is something that you should ridicule somebody for. It's hard to disagree with you, Tony, especially as we know the only reason to ridicule somebody in this politically correct society is the fact that they do a more menial job than you. Which is why I could take the piss out of Ian Wright, because he's got less listeners than me. David O'Leary, you've also been on this cast. How did it affect you? Uh, as I say, uh, I was very uh, hurt. Uh, by the comments about uh, my nose, as I say, and of course uh, none of us, as I say, can help our, our physical appearance, and uh, I'm led to believe that, as I say, uh, the arse blogger has, as they say, uh, a face for, for radio, uh, as well as that, taking, as I say, uh, the mick over somebody's uh, perceived tics, as I say, that they have, as I say, in their speech, seems, as I say, to me, as I say, to be, as I say, to be, as I say, a bit of a, a cheap shot, as I say. When two legends of the game are united in their hatred of something, you know it must be right. Tony, any final message for this ass blogger? Hello, I'm gonna get you, if it's the last thing I do. Besides, watch Scooby-Doo. You cunt. And David? As I say, uh, I'd just like to say, uh, watch our back, you little prick. Because if we ever see you, we'll batter you. Thank you, lads, and a shocking indictment of the world-wide web pernicious beast that it is. Join us after the break when Guillaume Balaguer explains Rafa Benitez's Sistema de Rotación. Talk show radio. Talking shit about sport 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. I know it gets a bit of a bad rap there, but talking shite is rather a, a noble pursuit when you think about it. Without talking shite, there would be no arsecast. Hmm? Yes, difficult to argue with that. And this arsecast is nearly over and done with. Just once again, I want to say thank you to everybody who downloads and listens uh, every week via the website. Uh, it's, uh, it's good fun to do, and I hope you have good fun uh, listening to it as well. There will be another arsecast next week. Of course, you've got Liverpool at the weekend, but I think we've covered that uh, more than enough uh, already with the Mug Smasher. Um, so uh, it's late now. It's five past twelve at night, and I'm tired and I have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, a lot of work. I've got a really busy day tomorrow. Un- unusually busy. How did I manage to do Normally I try and keep my Fridays as unbusy as possible, but this is possibly the busiest Friday I've had in, in years. Oh, damn. Oh, well. What can you do? Just get on with it. So uh, that's why. It's late now. Seven minutes past twelve now. Spend another two minutes just waffling about how late it was. And I could have just stopped there a while ago, and I would have got to bed much earlier. So, uh, until next week's Arsecast, keep your fingers crossed for a good result this weekend. Come on, the lads, and talk to you on next week's Arsecast, and of course, all next week on the blog. Cheerio. Bye.
joining me now. What's her name again? The Blogette is here, who has played a massive part in the popularity of the Arsecast, this being the 50th Arsecast. Can we just have a little message in Catalan? How do you say happy 50th Arsecast in Catalan? Into the mic. Uh, this is what all that education was for in Spain, was it? Hang on, let's have a look at this. I caught you off guard and expect me to be able to say things. Well, why not? Because I haven't spoken Catalan in ages. You need more Catalan friends. Uh-huh. Would you like? Would you like to marry Cesc Fabregas? No. Why not? Because. Come on, he's dreamy. Not my type. Not your type. Get me a Dave Grohl, that'd be great. Dave Grohl is in Catalan. Yeah, but Dave Grohl's pretty hot. Yeah, well, nobody wants to hear what you think about Dave Grohl. We just want to hear you say happy 50th Arscast in Catalan. Yeah, mate. Here you go, F. F, yeah. Fifth. Fifth. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Um... In the microphone. Felicin no, que... into the microphone. This front part, the front part, not the back part. Felicinque anniversario. No way. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't worry about it. Thank you for your... Oh, no, comp- I got it, I got you got it. Felicinque anniversario. Well, hey, thank you. Good night now. Good night. night. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.